0: The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano.
1: It's March 7th, 2020, and this is The Week That Was. Um, this is Unique Mike. Oh, the little buffer thing isn't on it, but that's all right. I could survive. I'll survive with this normal-looking mic. Now, I got to tell you, I went through, um, anybody who loves dogs, I love my dogs. Love them. Imp and Picks. Two little mischievous elves. Elves. They are, um, one, Picks, they are both about five, six pounds. Picks had already gotten all her teeth taken out. For some reason, I, I don't—I don't know how. I haven't figured out how to floss dogs, brush their teeth. So, and I guess this happens with little dogs. It may happen with all dogs. Their breath starts to stink. They get, you know, they—they they, their teeth get bad. So I already took Picks in. My wife and I took pics in to get her all her teeth removed except for her canines. She 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 actually is better. So yesterday, imp went in, and I got to thank the people at Stark Animal Hospital, Doctor Campo especially, um, for they they removed twenty five of imp's teeth. And they suture them, and they do all that stuff, and they have to put them under. And that's traumatic for the parents of dogs. This is a five-pound dog. It's like, okay, you're putting this dog under for two hours to remove the teeth and then clean the rest. I know you people don't think this is important, but to me, it was traumatic leaving my dog there at 7.30 in the morning, picking him up at 5, and then he's all wobbly and looks like he's drunk and falling around and all that stuff. But today he is. He's
2: back. Do you have to take him by the pharmacy to get a, a morphine thing or something like that?
1: <laughs> a drift? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he actually had to take a little half of a, of a pill. What happened? What, did you lose audio? I did. You're still coming through. Yeah, but I can't hear a thing. Alright, we'll fix it. I don't know what's going on. This There we go. I think I'm back. Do you hear well, this? I was back, but I could hear now. This I should have brought my headsets in, but I didn't. So I'm doing this with these It it's actually a a, a cup. My ear things are cups with a string. <laughs> It's two tin cans <laughs> in the palatial just taped around <laughs> you <laughs> in the palatial studio. So here's a deal today. Um, John and I are here. John is producing. Steven's not here. Jay David's here. There's the three of us in the studio. We have the run of the studio, and um, I I am going to look, we have to talk about what's going on. With the Democratic primary. I'm sure, John, you want to talk about that. Love to. Um, it, it, It actually took the turn that I knew it was going to take. I knew they'd figure out a way, and I told you this, that they would figure out a way the elites, the producers of this play, would figure out a way to derail Bernie. And they did it very quickly. Now they have backup plan number 2 just in case which is the super delegates and we'll talk about all that. We need to talk about the coronavirus. We have to. We have to talk about the facts of the coronavirus because now the first two rounds of the Division 3 National Tournament at John Hopkins University will be played without fans. The NBA's talking about it. Why don't they just erect a giant sneeze plate <laughs> around it? You know, keep the fans
2: they should just take like a a long a long like tube and just put a tube next to every seat and if you have to cough you just push a button next to your seat <coughs> and you go you go That's the future. And then And then you, it gets tested. Yeah, and then your cough goes underneath and it
1: gets tested. And then it comes back. It comes back out of you until and if you it co- have the
0: coronavirus. And if
1: it comes out positive, your seat drops out of the arena. <laughs> With you, it was in a it. great
2: game until the third quarter when they dropped me into the dungeon. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> that would be great. So we're going to talk about those things. We're also going to have some fun. Um, and and we've got some cuts that are funny. Um. Got some word. I got some word games. I've got some word games, and that were inspired by the late great George Carlin. Do you Carlin. remember George Carlin? I love George Carlin. It, it, well, George Carlin had a way to mess with words that were incredible, mm-hmm. and so we're going to do that a little bit today. One of my favorite George
2: Carlin uh, bits is about stuff. He talks just about stuff. Yeah,
1: he he was, George Kylan was brilliant. He was, brilliant. he was hilarious. Um, we're also going to talk about Brown's uniforms. We're going to talk, uh, because I I have a pick that I really love, and I showed you the picture of it, and we'll talk about that. So we've got a lot to get into. Um, many stories, many things. Oh, you know what? I also wanted to get into, um, last week I talked about, The four lawmakers who voted against, the four congressmen who voted against the anti-lynching law. And I couldn't figure out, it just baffled me, that four people would vote against it. Well, I have some more facts behind why they voted against it. It's still, I still wouldn't have voted against it. But at least I understand, I think, what they were talking about. So I'm going to explain that. I I wanted to follow up on that. So we're going to do that today, too. There's just a lot going on, folks. So we're going to get to it. The Week That Was is here, and we'll continue right after this.
0: Now back to The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano.
1: What? I thought it was one of those silent commercials. What the heck was going on? Did you forget to come back? Or what? I was I was finding the music. Oh, okay. I like this, too. I know you do. Who is this? You don't know. Temptations. You The only because you read it. Right. You wouldn't know the difference between the Temptations and the Four Tops. Now, thinking... <laughs> thinking of this i read it i read a story this week john that talked about kids young people complaining about spotify that it wasn't working right and everything like that mm-hmm. and i started thinking young people have no idea the real struggle in life when it comes to music and think can be, i know where you're going with this Well, think about it. With playing, like, records and stuff? Well, records. The needle goes bad. But think about the days of the cassette players. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your machine eats the tape. And you have to sit there and get a pencil, unclog it. It's all wrinkled. And you have to sit there and manually wind the tape back into the thing you don't even remember that do you no
2: i do i do when i was a kid um that was still a thing like that was that was just being like phased out when i was probably five six seven in there and i remember we had a cassette tape of tom petty and the heartbreakers and And it and and that happened. It got eaten, and I had to take a pencil and go and crank yes. it, and then put it back in
1: and hope that it works because it
2: was all wrinkled up. Then yeah, we had more. My my dad's old car, it had a cassette player. We had more cassette tapes in that in that car that were just like <laughs> the the wire was just yes. like
0: pulled all yes.
2: the way out because. Once it, once it started to happen, your frustration level just went through the roof. Oh, absolutely. Because you were so. like, there's no
1: point. And kids don't realize that. No. And what about the eight-track tapes? No, I don't remember those. Eight-track tapes. That was the big deal. You had like eight, ten songs on it. Okay. Big, big old thing popped in. You don't even remember that. Well,
2: no. Like you're saying, like a cassette tape that had like eight on it, or was it was
1: it, huge,
2: or it was different. Okay, it was huge. Okay. It was before cassettes. Okay, yeah. See, I don't remember those, but yeah. see, I, I've had a lot of experience with uh, record players because my parents had one when when my brother and I were growing up. So we'd go and we'd
1: you know we'd play records on it because they it, had. How about the forty five thing where you could stack like twenty records on it and they just keep dropping, and then you have to turn them over and. Do the side B, yeah, which is a song that's eh, not as good as the side A. The best was when you were done with the one
2: side, and there was that little like that little line of like just stuff like buffering, yes. and it would just slide back and forth. It would be like, Broom, <laughs>
0: Broom,
1: <laughs> Broom. you're like, it's a great song. I could listen <laughs> to this all day. That's so true. I I'll never forget my father coming home when I was a kid with this silver box handle walks in the house takes it downstairs to our rec room downstairs opens it up the two it becomes it reveals a record player and the two sides open that he opened were speakers and this was like oh my gosh what is this And he put one speaker, you run the wire, put one speaker on one side of the room, put one speaker on the other side of the room, then he puts a stereophonic album on the thing. And we're sitting in the middle where the record player is, and we're waiting for the sound to come on, and we're going, look now, it's over there now. It's over there now, it's and it was bouncing back and forth, and we're going. This is, this is amazing. We are, we are in the. We're
0: light years
1: away from where we were. Well, and that's why
2: that's why they used to make so many things in stereo. So you, when you would have that, you would have that because I think all the Beatles stuff is in stereo, like almost everything they
1: did. Well, yeah. Everybody had to do it because you know, it was stereo. So it, it was. Stereophonic it was. It was better. That's the true word, John. Stereo. By, by the way, during election season, it is very important that you look closely at lawn signs. You have to look closely at them. My mom voted for a real estate agent.
2: So did a bunch of blind people up in Akron. But
1: they just didn't. I mean, she was reading the sign, and she she voted for a a real estate agent. I think it, it's important. Hey, the Iditarod. This is another one. I don't know how much time we have, but get about thirty seconds. Did you ever see the movie Iron Will? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. Maybe I have and I don't. I used it. to play it for my for my football team. I played it for the Malone team. One Friday, I used to show them movies every Friday night, and they had movies that had, like, a meaning. But Iron Will is about the Iditarod, mm-hmm. and it's a true story about the youngest person who ever won it. And it's starting again this week. 1,049 miles. These guys race on sleds pulled by dogs. Dog sleds. No, i that's, that's why they call them dog sleds. <laughs>
2: Now I've heard, isn't that where like guys that are like training for that, but like also like in it, like if you are in the Iditarod, like I've heard you eat whole sticks of butter while you're doing it. You probably because it like it, it builds your fat? Yeah. So you need that. So like guys will literally take sticks of butter and eat them. Like I don't, I, I, I don't Like know. you're sitting there and you're like mush, mush and then you're like, Oh, but here's some butter. Let me just
1: I don't know. The dogs, I mean, think about this. And it's supposed to be the biggest snowfall, epic amount of snow that starts out. This thing is going to be deeper. The snowfall will be deeper than many of these people are tall. And they're going to be racing on this for 1,049 miles. Imagine doing the play-by-play for that, John.
2: (laughs) All right just get stuck on one of the sleds and just follow the whole way <laughs>
1: we're gonna take a break when we come Iseals back on my nose by the way not... rosie the river Riveter died Rosalind walter rosie the, the actual rosie the Riveter. Yes. 95 years old she died this wow. week passed away um when we come back we're gonna talk about the browns uniforms we're gonna talk about the glen oak ladies i don't like calling them girls Or boys. I don't like that. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. The week that was will continue after the news and sports.
2: Bye.
0: Now back to the week that was with Joe Palmasano.
1: That's right. That's right. I want to be the backup group. I always wanted to be a pip.
2: Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't... Sinatra let it get You think? Down. What's better?
1: this final world
2: This final world It keeps spinning, it
1: keeps around. spinning around The mafia's favorite singer was Come told. on, John I was told Let's not be demeaning. That's not demeaning. Casting aspersions. That's not demeaning. It just means that each time you're casting aspersions. The Lucchese family might have liked him. Lucchese. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it's Lucchese. Not Lucchese. Genovese. There's a Genovese. I tell you, I can't deny it. Uh All right. Cut it. I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just won't buy it. <laughs> you know, you know. We're gonna
2: do it. We're gonna do a Sinatra morning. That's, that's what we're doing. Rest of the morning, Frank Sinatra.
1: Huh. Are you upset about that? Oh, I'm not upset. Why would I be upset? It's bumper music. I'm not supposed to even. I'm just supposed to ignore it. Um. Probably somebody calling to tell me that uh, yeah.
2: I mispronounced
1: you, you, Luke Casey. Probably Lou Yeah, he's calling. He's like, "Hey, I know where you're at." <laughs> pronounce my name right. Pal. I'll meet you in the parking lot. <laughs> meet you at the Jennings Junior High Bowl. <laughs> I um. I. Let's talk about the Glen Oak girls, women, ladies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So they're going to
2: Columbus they are second year yeah second year in a row um five new starters this year wow and they're headed back uh three girls left that were transfers um and then they had a situation where obviously one girl graduated and their only remaining starter entering the year got hurt early in the season and wow. she's a division 1 player um and now here they are they're you know two steps away from potentially winning the whole thing and Considering that they were once ten and seven at one point this year, and everybody kind of wrote them off, and they've won ten in a row now, uh, Coach Wackerly talking to us last night, he said that he believes it's his it's his finest moment as a coach. Yeah, just nobody would have expected it. He didn't, you know. I think he he thought it could happen, but it was more one of those things that like when you're midseason and you're ten and seven, they were trying to figure out who they were. Right, they didn't know who they were, and now they're you know. And the thing is, they're doing it with two sophomores, too, and they're starting five.
1: So do they have to wear name tags to find out who they were? (laughs) They did (laughs) at one point. You know, that's an unbelievable coaching
2: job. It is. It is. To go five new starters, to be 10-7, and to be written off, to not have an identity midseason, and then find it right in time for the postseason. It's just been amazing. And... As I said, the fact that their their sophomore point guard Breezy Williams Bria is her name, but everybody calls her Breezy, she's been just absolutely amazing in the tournament. Last two games, she's just she's making plays that a senior headed to like you know Ohio State would
1: make. And Now, who do they play next? They
2: play Newark next. Newark New, good. Newark's very good. Okay, but you know, I, I just something about this Glen Oak team they they seem to be getting better, and I think it's because they're peaking at the right time,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
2: Like they didn't, they didn't peak mid season. They didn't have like a, they were down mid season. You know, they yeah. they didn't know who they were, so it's like they're they're in their mid season form right now. It's like they keep going up, yeah. you know. Whereas other teams have probably plateaued by this point. So are we doing those games? Yeah, it'll be on the uh, stream next Friday. Okay, so from Columbus, mm-hmm. Saint John's Arena. I guess you won't be here next
1: Saturday. I will not. Okay. I wasn't gonna break it to you, but well, if I could figure it, but now, I wouldn't want you in here this early after driving to Columbus. And then, the, if they won Friday, when did they play again? Saturday night, eight thirty. So you have to stay down there.
2: That's the goal. That is the goal. Wow. And there's one goal in mind. Wow. And it finishes with the 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 gold on top opposed to the silver. But if you get the silver, I mean, still a
1: great season. Oh, yeah, going there is a great season. Yeah, it's fantastic. They've already accomplished a great season. That's Everything else from here is gravy. Um, what about the boys? Anybody?
2: Yeah, from- McKinley plays today uh, in the district final in Division I. Uh They play green, and they split both their games during the season. They were both very close games. Uh, one at McKinley was close, and then the one at green, the second one was, was close as well. Green has really kind of... Um, Shown that they can play in different styles. They can score a lot of points. They can, you know, hold you to a certain amount of points if they want to. How
1: did, did, did you, you talked to me about Green? Was Green involved in a very low scoring game where they held the ball or something? They were, their district semifinal
2: against Glen Oak, they won 28 to 20. And whoa. And just, you know, I mean, everybody, there were a lot of people, as I was telling you on social media, that were just up in arms about, you know, you can't do that, you know. So how
1: long did, what was the, do you remember the game?
2: I wasn't at the game. I just know that. I just know that. How long did you know, they
1: hold the ball?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they did exactly to slow it down. I mean, I know that that Mark Miller and Denny were the ones that were calling it, and I remember it was. I, I Mark Miller knows how to do basketball. Yeah, he knows how to do basketball. He's 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 a versatile individual. No way. Um, I couldn't do
1: that. And I did uh, it once. Go ahead.
2: And I was I was listening. And because we, we had a girls game that night up in uh, Cuyahoga Falls that actually finished 35-27, another low-scoring game. And um, it, it's just, I, I don't, I was telling you, I don't see the problem in if that's how you want to play, that's how you play. You know, because here's the thing, Joe, is that if you decide to hold the ball, if you decide to slow the game down to a crawl because that's what you believe you can win with, the bottom line is the other team has to adjust to you coming in with that strategy. If you don't want them to hold the ball, pressure them. If you don't want them to, to just sit for 25 seconds every possession before they finally go into a motion, pressure them. Push them out. Do something. Make them work for everything. Opposed to just like, if they hold it, why sit back in a 2-3 in a zone or why sit back and just watch? Why
1: don't they have a shot clock in high school? They have a shot clock in football. I mean, I play clock in football. I
2: don't know. I'm not sure. And a lot of people are advocating for that. They they would like to see it where there is a shot clock in high school basketball. But I, I, think, it's, I think it's still something that makes it unique here in Ohio, that you are capable of doing that, that you could potentially hold the game to a 15-14 score if, well, if you they, wanted to.
1: I, I get that. But they might as well hang a peach basket then, too. <laughs> bring back ho- the real short shorts and and knee-high socks and converse shoes. Hey, don't come down on my boy George mikin I was coming down on Hoosiers. <laughs> Hoosiers. I I um I, I just I, I don't think I'd want to see that. Sure, b- personally. Um but I but on the other hand, I love a football team that runs the ball every play. So go figure me. Well and and I think that's the thing is that it really
2: there is an art form to it. Because if you decide to play that, like I was telling you we watched uh we did Norton and Northwest Norton in, go ahead. in a in a girls matchup in a district final last week. And
1: I think Art Kearney every time you say that. Go ahead. And Norton.
2: <laughs> you gonna say it? Norton. Right. And Norton decided to the moon. To, Alice go ahead and they decided to hold the ball a lot in the second half like they basically just pulled it out and said hey we're gonna you know force you to come out and defend us and then when we need to we'll run a backdoor cut we'll run a screen we'll get somebody open we'll make a shot Mm -hmm. and it worked perfectly and because they played such great defense it was a brilliant strategy and to me you know in that case I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think it's an art form. I think it's uh, even though it's not pretty to watch.
1: So are they going to be able to do that against McKinley?
2: Green? I don't know. Cause They're going to try. I. They might. Because I think Green. I think McKinley would probably pressure the ball more. I mean, that's always been. Whenever McKinley's been good in boys or girls basketball, it's been because defensively they pressure the heck out of the ball. You know, they. They. You can't get across half court on them. So it's like to me that's. That's where that should go, but I don't know. I when you get to this level, yeah, everything every possession, every everything becomes so amplified. Yeah. Like and people don't realize it. But like literally every possession does really matter at this point. Absolutely. And, and 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 that's why a strategy like that, valuing the ball like that, is not a bad thing. I mean, it's what you want. You don't want to turn the ball over. If you don't turn it over and you play good defense, in any sport at this time of the year, playoff time, you're going to win a lot of games.
1: I know. It's it's boring, though. It is. I mean, but who who cares? You want to win. But
2: if the kids are excited and they're winning and, and they're it happy... They can't be
1: excited. I mean, they the kids have to know, hey, look, we're stalling because we're not as good as this team, and so we're going to stall. I don't necessarily know that, that it is that case, though, that they're not as good. Well, then... Get out and play. It's like a boxer going into the ring and you you pay $100 to watch it on TV and a guy dances the whole time and avoids getting hit.
2: Yeah, but but to that argument, I mean, isn't... Like, when Ali beat Foreman, he used the rope-a-dope, didn't he?
1: That's
2: true. I mean, and Good he, point. I mean, he basically just sat back and said, just punch yourself out. Good point. Take yourself out of it. And then when I need to, I'll throw a big punch. And he did. Yeah, I agree. I that's mean, that's a it, good point. It was not it was not sexy. And it's, you know, it could, you had me at Foreman. It, <laughs> it's a famous line from a movie, isn't it? You had me at hello. I mean, it could be, you know, I mean, and, and a lot of people have said his strategy of using that in his career might have been what caused some of his bigger health issues later
1: on. But you complete me. But it's like, you know. All right, John, we have to take a break. Well, you, you you know, when you're here, you just keep going. You'll just keep going with me, and we'll go blow right through the top of the hour and everything because we just talk. Um, Steven keeps us in line. I have to keep you in line now and say, we probably should take a break. I'm watching the time. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. I want When we come back, I want to talk about the Browns' new uniforms. Okay. And then hopefully they'll get some tackles. To fit into these new uniforms. I didn't even know they were getting new uniforms until this week. I didn't even know. But I went through diligently and picked out the uniform that I want. I actually emailed this to the Browns. Did you really? Yeah. I don't know who they they'll never respond and no I don't I'm sure they already got have their uniforms picked out, but this should be the one. Yeah, they're gonna wear Pilot Flying J uniforms. Okay. We'll come back. We'll talk about the uniforms. The unis. Stay tuned.
0: Come fly with me. Now back to the week that was with Joe Palmisano.
1: If you can use- We're back. I wanted to um, talk about the, but the Browns are getting new uniforms. And so I went online and I'm looking at all the different uniforms, all the different designs that people have put out there. And they're talking, they want to go back kind of retro, go back. I don't want them to go back retro. I don't like the uniforms now. I don't like them at all. But I, I found a uniform, and I don't know, this is radio, and I can't describe it to you. But it's got, the uniform it did away with the brown pants completely. You've got white pants, orange pants, and they have either a brown stripe going down the orange pants for the brown jersey, or a white and brown Uh, stripe going down for the white jersey, and then an orange stripe going down the white pants. And then the jersey is just a bold, either white or brown lettering, I mean numbering, with a little browns on it, and an an orange across the top of both of them that run down the sleeve. So they run across the whole top of the shoulder pad and then down the sleeve with a B on the shoulder at the side and numbers on the top with the orange helmet and the brown stripe and the white stripe but the orange is a little bit different it's more shiny it's not that dull orange helmet it's a great-looking uniform so it's got the numbers are bold it's kind of old school, but new. I don't know what they're going to come out with. I hope it's not just completely back to the 60s. It's going to be interesting. But another key to this is everybody's wondering where, what's going to happen with Odell Beckham. And he is apparently, according to all reports, going to be one of the models of the new uniform when they unveil it in april so i don't think they would ask him to do that if he wasn't going to be part of the team which is going to be interesting i i just fell in love with these uniforms and i i wish i could show them to you so if you if everybody would call me and give me their number i'll text this to you um i'm kidding don't call. And give me your number. Um. But I I I don't know if we could post this on my web my web page a show page. I'll see if John can do that if I email it to him, or Stephen. <clears throat> oh, Stephen, by the way, is at a retreat a men's retreat this weekend, so that's why he's not here. And John has gone so. I'm going to keep talking all through the news and sports, um, and then we'll we'll continue with the show. I um. I wanted to get into this coronavirus thing, and I'm just going to go ahead and start into it. Um. This the, oh, we could take a break now. John's back. Um. We'll get the news, we'll get the sports, and then we'll come back and talk about the coronavirus. Stay tuned.
0: The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano.
1: Okay, the coronavirus is in everywhere it's in the news. We're counting bodies, you know, how many have died, how many have it. Um, it's gotten to the point Christ's birthplace in Bethlehem is quarantined. This is, these are some of the headlines, Easter fear, 2020, Saudi Arabia has closed Mecca. Mecca is empty. I saw pictures of it. It is empty. One of the articles says bodies are piling up and around morgue. Starbucks bans personal cups. Wall Street is being affected by it, I'm, obviously. Stocks, mortgage rates, all time low. I, I think that's, I don't know if that's, they're saying this is because of the coronavirus. Um, it goes on and on empty stores quarantined firefighters washington city at uh washington city at virus epicenter reels as death toll rises now cruise ship with sick passengers stuck in limbo off california this is the perfect time to take a cruise think about it you could pay for a week on a cruise ship and be on it for months i know that's but most people would love that be on a cruise ship for a month for on and only pay for a week it's like gilligan it's like a 3 hour tour It, it, it
0: Gallagher, the, the
1: Ultra Festival in Miami, this huge music festival, is canceled. It just keeps going. Now Capitol Hill. Open as lawmakers fret. One headline said. What would happen if Capitol Hill was hit with the virus? Well, no legislation would be passed. Yeah, probably be government shutdown, right? So what has changed? (laughs) Yeah, not much. Yeah, you wouldn't notice it. So now President Trump um, signs an $8.3 billion emergency spending bill to combat the coronavirus. He was going to the CDC, then he wasn't going to the CDC, Center for Disease Control, and then he ended up going to the center of the CDC, to CDC. So he visited, then there was a press conference yesterday by Vice President Pence. Uh, The... As the as the it rises around the world, Australian experts predict. Australian experts that's all the story says. Australian experts predict that the economic impact of the z- of the disease, in the best case scenario, may be around two point four trillion dollars, and that as many as 15 million people could die. Now, but it doesn't say who these people, these are experts in what? Maybe they're mechanics. They're experts on engines. It doesn't say who these experts are. Experts. I mean, lots of engines could die in the next. Australian experts. I love when they do that. Australian let's get the story let's get a a, just an unbelievable story let's go get some experts are you guys experts yeah Uh, really yeah yeah we're experts I'm 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 an expert I'm
2: this is one of those things that you know they're sitting there like hmm you know who would really know a lot about this some Australian people experts let's go find some experts let's find some people in Australia call them experts
1: yeah. No, they'll just say they're experts. I'm I'm an expert. Are you an expert? Yes. I'm an expert in you know plumbing. I'm an expert plumber. So it's okay. an Australian expert. So how much is this going to cost us? Ah, uh, 2.4 trillion. How many people could die? I I don't know, 15 billion. Bill, oh, no, 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 million, 15 million. I'm going to change that. Mm-hmm. Spectators will be banned at the NCAA Division three basketball tournament games at John Hopkins due to coronavirus. Now they're talking about doing it in the NBA? Could, what happens to that big event that happens every March? In in men's basketball.
2: You know, I don't know. They were talking about that a couple days ago. They were saying that it, it would obviously kind of throw things off for that, and it could really affect how um, that's consumed,
1: attended, everything. I mean, you know. Good. I Nothing better. I would feel n- nothing better for the NCAA as if they had empty seats. I... You know, I, I just... Joe, your love for the NCAA is just shining through in this. Uh, yeah, I don't wish anything like coronavirus on them, but pff, throwing this whole their whole party out of whack would not bother me a whole you're, lot. You're not exactly upset about it, is what you're saying? No. No, but the, but the the Division Three basketball tournament games at John Hopkins. Why of all places, John Hopkins? That's the best place to treat them.
2: You know, I did notice uh, in the game that we did last night and a few nights before that as well that um, when teams were doing the pregame like handshakes and like fist bumps and stuff, they didn't actually bump fists. Yeah, hugging is out. Well, it was like an air bump of a fist. Really? It was. Don't touch your face either, apparently. Don't touch your face. Which is weird because in a basketball game like last night, I mean, they're not wor- they're they're worried about the fist bump to start, but then when you start sweating it's yes. like,
1: and then you're touching. Yeah, you're pu- kinda,
2: don't push up against it me. It kinda defeats the purpose. <laughs> like I mean, like on ball defense. <laughs>
1: Changes a bit. Maybe that's why Green was able to control the ball so Could long. Could be
2: they were like, hey, they have the coronavirus, <laughs> so like, let's stay away from them.
1: Chicago State forfeited its games against Seattle University and Utah Valley because of concerns. If I was a coach, I would take those masks that you can wear and
2: like, give them to all my kids before the game, and I'd say, here, wear these. Let's go screw with the other team
1: for a bit. Because then, then they come out and they're like, I want you guys to start out the game by coughing a lot. Just cough. I want you when everything. we get in a huddle, just cough. And then they, they'll back off you. And then you'll win. How about Mecca being empty though? That blows me away. Anyway, I don't want to make fun of this because it's a serious thing, but I think again <sighs> You know how many times has I I talked about this? But you know, if there's a tornado warning, all of a sudden, Mark Johnson's on all over the TV, with two assistants, and they're tracking every spiral-looking cloud within 30 miles of the of our of the viewing sure. area, and throwing out all these terms. That's what we like to do. We like to do this now. This is real, but I think we need to stick to the facts. And when someone gives you a story and says, experts, Australian experts, and doesn't say what they're experts in, and then they quote, outrageous, 15 million people will die? You don't think we'll come up with something by then? And this will all go away?
2: I mean, Australian
1: experts, Joe. I, I, I get it. All right, when we come back, I want to start getting into this. Um, I, I want to get into this, these four lawmakers that voted against the lynching. We talked about that last week, and I'm still kind of blown away that they did. But at least... I understand now what they were thinking. What were they thinking? We'll find out when we come back. Stay
0: tuned. Now back to The Week That Was with Joe Palmisano.
1: I hate that song. Is that Na- he and Nancy Sinatra? Dance. No, don't play any... I, that. Ah, oh, I like that. Okay, good. That's good. Let me play All right. I want to get to this. Um, let- you- well, you just stop it. You don't even... See what there you go. Fade it out. Oh, Fade boy. it out. I was going to. I was just being... Oh, okay. Like a, like a butt. Yeah. All right. The anti-lynching bill that I said for Justin Amish, Amish, Amash, I don't know how you pronounce it, Thomas Massey, Louis, Louis, Louis Gomert, and Ted Yoho voted against this bill. Um, and I was like, really? Why are you doing this? So I started looking into, I wanted to look, I tried to look at state laws against lynching. And I couldn't find anything. So maybe there aren't any state laws against lynching. But I couldn't find anything on this. Now I went through and I looked at their reasoning behind this. Massey said... I voted against HR 35 because the t- constitution specifies only a handful of federal crimes and it leaves the rest to individual states to prosecute. In addition, this bill expands current federal hate crimes law c- hate crime laws. A crime is a crime and all victims deserve equal justice. Adding enhanced penalties for hate Tends to endanger our liberties, such as freedom of speech. I, I I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Now, Gohmert said. A version of this bill released in January on January third of this year, stated that anyone who assembles with the intention of limping, lynching, limping, lynching or who causes death by lynching, shall be imprisoned for any term of years or for life. The bill we voted on today does not include this clause. So he said, such a hateful crime deserves a severe sentence, and I could not in good conscience vote on a bill that addresses lynching on such a low level. So his argument was, they wadded it down. That the original bill had, even if you assemble with the intent of lynching a mob, you could be prosecuted under this law. They took that out. So he said they wadded it down too much. I'm not going to vote for it. Um, Other people... Just said federal hate crime laws invite the sort of capricious, political, motivated in- intervention. I don't agree with that stuff either. So I'm looking at this. Um, the the reasons they're giving, aside from Gomer, which I'd have voted for it anyway, but they're saying that. These people were saying, look, we don't want the federal government. It was interesting. I read a uh, a Supreme Court ruling from 1928 or a may have been the lower court, but they said it was that you could not, the federal government couldn't do this because or could do this because it was part of, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights for the federal government to control lynching, control this type of action. So, you know, they, they all had reasons, they, and most of the reasons were about enlarging the federal government. But in this case, I think the federal government needs to be enlarged because I don't know what the states are doing. And it is part of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is a hate crime. Now, there are already hate crimes that say, if I I hurt someone of a different race or a different gender or something like that, or a different religion than me, it is a hate crime. So lynching would fall into that already, which is what, Amish Amish was saying that it already falls into hate crimes. But on the other hand, this is something that should have been voted on. I don't think any argument pertains well enough to not voting for this piece of legislation. But those were the answers. I just thought I'd let you know those. Somebody's on the phone. John, I I don't. Somebody's trying to call, and I hope it's not for the contest, which I didn't give, by the way. Somebody wants to talk. It's tough. John has to answer the phone, work the board, listen to this. John, tell him to get to the point. What? What
2: was that? Caller said that. Uh, he said the coronavirus has gotten extremely severe. He said people think they can't drink Corona beer because of the name.
1: I said that last week. The 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 um, that's true. The the this is actually Corona beer is actually. Suffering, yeah, I've heard about this. a severe slump. I said it last week, I talked about it. It's uh, that's sad. That's like reading, that's like voting for a real estate agent because you read a yard sign. It's true, right? It just doesn't work. All right, we're gonna take a break when we come back. Uh, I gotta give you the answers to the contest. I forgot to do that, John. I'm just it, it, things are just a mess right now. It's no, not your not. fault. No, they're right. not. All right. We got it handled. We're going to give the answers to the contest and get that going for our trifecta contest when we come back. Yes. It is contest time. Um, we're not giving. This isn't the contest. Actual. This is the answers to the contest, which I have neglected to give, and this is a great gift, a four-pack of tickets, this is for a family, a four-pack of tickets to the Tadmore Shrine Circus at the Canton Civic Center, March 21st, that's a $68 value, four-pack, here are your answers for today, later on in the show, not that much later, I'm going to give you the questions. And if you can answer those questions, you will win. And I pick you. You'll win the four-pack of tickets. The three answers today. Number one, truth. Truth. Didn't sound right. Truth. Like telling the truth? Pennsylvania. Mm Mm-hmm. Baking soda. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are the three answers. Truth, Pennsylvania, baking soda. If you can answer those, you will win. Now, later on the show, I'll give you the questions. Four-pack of tickets at Tadmore Shrine Circus, $68 value. Uh, By the way, another thing we're doing, it's almost time for the craziness, basketball madness, so to speak. Uh, We are going to, we want you to participate in our bracket challenge at WHBC.com. It's time to do that. Our local winner will get a 55-inch Sony 4K Ultra HD TV, a Samsung soundbar, a Magic Chef mini fridge stocked with beverages. Uh uh Compliments of Bennett's Appliance. If you get the perfect bracket, you will win a million dollars. One million dollars. Go to WHBC.com, fill out your bracket. I don't know how many times can you do that. Probably. I don't know. Get the whole family to fill out theirs. I'm going to Infinity. No, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to... From here to infinity. Here's what happens. I wanted to play this because this is an actual actual thing. This happened to a newscaster in San Francisco. Now I picture this this is this is the ultimate in just reading a teleprompter. And someone Maybe a guy was getting fired that was putting the teleprompter up. Maybe he got fired and he wanted to seek revenge for the last time. You know, and I'm I'm aware of this. There was a time when I first got out of college that I was working for, just doing for the fun of it. um, Working at the W-A-U-P, University of Akron. And a good friend of mine, a guy I grew up with, Donner City, who like, a lot of people know, <laughs> we were working one Monday when we were broadcasting the, uh, the the cabinet meeting for the city council in Akron. And we did that every Monday. And we were sitting there and we got the bright idea. And my dad was Part of this we got the bright idea Don and I we were bored putting a laugh track up and potting it up during everybody's speech as if someone were in the audience laughing well we both got fired <laughs> the next day now you don't say now here's what happened I didn't care he did I didn't um, here's what happens when a newscaster actually just reads the teleprompter and doesn't think. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Too Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday. <laughs> it was a Chinese airline, by the way. What in. <laughs> when you
2: heard the name Something Wong. Wee too low. <laughs> wouldn't you just? Wouldn't you just immediately stop and think this I would, is not
1: real? Yes, I would, or I would laugh. But the I guess she's professional. She just reads and keeps a straight face. And what was the other one? Holy fool. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was. Bing dang wow, <laughs> or ow? Bing dang ow. We too
2: low. The first one is the one that, <laughs> like, if you heard something wrong, <laughs> like, how would you not just immediately be like, well, <laughs> s- clearly something is wrong. That is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I just, I, I can't believe that she would not look at those and be like, clearly somebody's trying to put me up to something. Here. <laughs> like, clearly.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. All right, when we come back, um, I've got words. I've got words. That jingle, jangle, jingle. Uh, I've got words. Based on, this is kind of a tribute. It was, I'm, I'm inspired by the late, great George Carlin. And some of these are his. Some of these are things that they probably, eventually, all of them were his. But John and I are going to get into some words that make no sense in the English language.
0: We'll be right back.
1: How lucky can one guy be?
0: Now back to the week that was with Joe Palmisano.
1: Ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I, I hugged her and she hugged back. back. <laughs> <Like the sailors laughs> went, Ain't that a hole in the boat?
2: Steubenville's favorite son. He was great.
1: You know, he sold more get records get than Frank Sinatra. That doesn't surprise me. Get <laughs> My
2: life
1: is gonna be <laughs> beautiful. Sung- wow. Dean mark that's good that's good all right John Hey, you know what Did, that lumber liquidators commercial that music just didn't fit it didn't fit I was trying to doom. F- I was trying to figure out it, it like took me away from the message completely
2: yeah yeah it was like it was like somebody took a uh, it was like if you took like a commercial for like a funeral home or something and like it was, put like a really weird bed underneath Yeah. It.
1: it was like, that just didn't, it didn't fit.
2: Like when I think of lumber liquidators, I don't think of like that boom, song. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, I was, right. it's what you said. I was thinking about the song war.
1: Yeah, I was too. Now here's, here's some words that I wanted to go through. And this is inspired by George Carlin who did this masterfully. Um, Hot water heater. Why is it called a hot water heater? Isn't it? Why do we need hot water heated? Shouldn't Uh, it be a cold water heater? That's so true. It doesn't make sense. I mean it doesn't make sense at all. I would like a hot water heater. Uh okay, you want your hot water heated? No, yeah. I want a cold water heater.
2: Why not just call it a water heater? Bingo.
1: Why do we need the labels? Yes. Here's another one. Two words flammable and inflammable. I looked them up. The definition is exactly the same. Why do we have flammable and inflammable? They're exactly the same. And and why do they put those things on the trucks that say flammable? So when you're riding down the road, you don't throw a cigarette at it or something? What? Why? Do they have to have placards on them saying flammable? As if, if something happened to that, it's going to change anything. I
2: mean, when so, when the Pinto car was out, did they put a thing on the bumper that said, flammable.
1: That said don't run into this? <laughs> flammable. So flammable, inflammable. And then they have non-flammable and non-inflammable. Just, Do we need four words for this? Really?
2: That just made my head
1: hurt. All right. By the way, what's the greatest invention ever made? I don't know. What is it? I think the greatest invention ever is the thermos. Why? It keeps hot things hot, right? Mm -hmm. Keeps cold things cold. Yeah. How does it know? Brilliant. I mean, it's unbelievable. Here's another one that I don't get. Occasional, you've heard this on TV. Sure. Occasional irregularity <laughs> occasional irregularity, opposed to just irregularity, yeah, I mean, if it's occasional, isn't it already irregular?
2: yes, but it's only occasional that you'll be irregular,
1: no, it's just
2: you you're irregular, no, but this is occasional irregularity. <laughs> Like it's only on occasion, like once every like.
1: Then it's, then once it's every already
2: forty days. You're th- irregular. Then
1: it's already irregular. So it's, it, I mean, if it were frequent, it would be regularity, wouldn't it? It, it would be okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Jumbo shrimp.
2: Yeah, what are those called when you have something like that? Like an oxie? Isn't that like an oxymoron? Well,
1: is it a large shrimp, or is it a little jumbo?
2: Oh never thought about
1: it like that. Never
2: played that angle of the jumbo shrimp game. All right, here's another one.
1: Hand me the plastic glass. A plastic glass. (laughs) Really? That that just doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But we have them. We have plastic glass. You have a plastic glass. All right, why do we have a completely different language for airplanes than anything else? Say that again. Why do we have a completely different language for airplanes? Such as? Why do we say deplane? Okay, we will be deplaning. They don't say we're going to be de-carring, de-busing. Why do planes have a different language?
2: I don't know. I've never thought about it like
1: that. And why do we say get on the plane or get on the bus when we're actually getting in the bus or in the plane? Nobody gets on the plane. Why do we say get on the plane? Get on the plane. I actually have a sports one for you. What? The term
2: defensive struggle. Why is it called a defensive struggle? Because you call it a defensive struggle when there is a lot of defense being played, shouldn't it just be called a defensive game? Yes. Like, why? Why do we call it? a Like, why are we like, well, the Packers won twelve to ten in a defensive struggle? That doesn't even make sense. It's a good point. Like, if it's a defensive struggle, the score should be fifty to forty. That's a defensive struggle. I agree. Not. Like the they, the defense has struggled. Yeah. That makes sense. I've always thought about that. I'm like, w- why? Why do we say that? I don't know. And and I'm glad I can air my grievance
1: out here. Thank you. This is the time to do that. This what about, is cathartic. What about, have you ever seen a gate at the airport? <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> I really haven't.
1: But you go to the gate. But there's no gate. That's a good point. You've never seen a gate? No.
2: I mean, I I haven't, not but. one where there's like, like an actual like, gate that you yes I'm like welcome to the plane yes please insert the your... plane
1: <laughs> what about non-stop flight well <laughs> non-stop plane. i want it to stop sooner or later <laughs> don't you yeah
2: i do <laughs> that doesn't even
1: make it, sense preferably i want it to stop at my destination preferably All but right. it's a non-stop flight driveway What do you do in a driveway? You drive. No, what do you do in a driveway? What do you normally do in your driveway at the home? You park. But you drive on a parkway. Oh, good Lord. Think about it. No, it's true. It's true. You, You do that. Why do you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? Who came up with that? John T. Park and (laughs) Joseph T. Drive. All right, here's another one. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. Which tooth do you decide to brush today? Why isn't it teeth paste? That's actually a really good
2: point. Things like that do happen quite often where it is a word that implies that it is for a quantity of things. Yeah. But it's just singular.
1: Yes. Like- toothpaste. So I'm going to brush this tooth today with this paste. shipment shipment What do shipments usually arrive on? A truck. Why isn't it a truckment? Isn't just called a package? <laughs> Your packages what- arrive. Why is it a shipment? I don't know.
2: Probably something to do with how sea travel used to be
1: more important. I don't know. Well,
2: could be. We have
1: to fix it. Why is abbreviation such a long word?
2: (laughs) That's very good.
1: Think think about it. It's a very long word. Why do feet smell and noses run? (laughs) Normally, your feet would run and (laughs) your... Yeah, it's... Why is a boxing ring square?
2: Why is Madison Square Garden round? It
1: is. I know. And the building is round. I know. Why do we say something is the original copy? Is it a
2: copy? <laughs> No, but Or it's is the... it the original? No, but it's the original copy. I mean, it's like the first copy of it that was ever.
1: <laughs> so it's not the original yeah, copy.
2: The... <laughs> it's just the original. You just say it's the original. Yeah. It's the first. Yeah. It would be easy, an easier way of saying it. Right. This is the, the original. Yes. The first that this has ever been done. Yes. Not the original copy. Right, the first copy.
1: <laughs> Do you see how crazy that this implies is? that you
2: took the thing that was the original, copied it, handed it to somebody, and said, "Hey, here's the first copy." They were like, "Well, this sucks. I, knew, <laughs> I didn't even get the original."
1: Think about it. All right, I wanted to go through all these. Now we're going to get into something even crazier when we come back. Just remember when you
2: watch the uh, Cavaliers play the Nuggets tonight and the final score ends up 125 to 120 and they talk about it being a defensive Defensive struggle. You'll be like, how? (laughs) There was a struggle. 245 (laughs) points. But the
1: defensive struggle.
2: Yeah, exactly. I love it. But not in the way that they're thinking.
1: I know. I know. Get on the bus. Next time, next time, climb on top. If someone says, "Get on the bus," and good luck. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into something even crazier, and that is the primaries. <laughs> wow! Stay tuned. Stay tuned. The week that was Twilight will continue music. right now.
0: now back to the week that was with joe palmisano i love dean martin
1: that's that's enough (laughs) he had a great voice i'm telling you i like him every bit as much as frank maybe more i love dean Martin. i think in the next one we're going to complete the rap pack Ooh, Sammy Davis Jr. Now he was probably, hit you with some Mr. Bojangles. He was probably the most talented of all of them. In fact, I know he was. But All right, the defeat. I said this was going to happen. I told you this, John. The defeat of Bernie Sanders at the hands of the Democratic Party is in full swing. It happened right before our eyes, As predicted, the Democratic Party, just quietly has gotten rid of the whole play, the whole cast of this year's political play, the entire cast. And each cast member who left endorsed the stunt double to be the lead, the new lead. For the second season in a row, the producers of this play allowed the audience to think It was based on a true story. And that the leading character could actually win. Knowing full well that they could pull the plug and recast the play any time they wanted. Now, I'm not a big Bernie Sanders fan. But do it the right way. In the first season, we saw... What seemed like a sure bet that the leading man, let's call him Bernie, would stay in the leading role throughout the play. In that case, about 400 wealthy and powerful producers appeared in the end and voted Bernie out. They called these people super. This season, they gave us a new twist. Just when it seemed that Bernie couldn't be stopped, all the polls had him up double digits, the producers of the play subtly got almost the entire cast to quit before the opening night on Tuesday and persuaded each one to turn their backs on the leading man and give their backing to the stand-in. Even though the stand-in doesn't even remember the lines of the play, and is not sure what office he is running for. Now, one, well, let's go ahead and play that. This was right before the South Carolina primary. You're the ones that sent Bill Clinton to the presidency, and you're the ones that sent Barack Obama to the presidency, and I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other Biden. Give me a look, though. OK, that's all I've really got to say to you. I'm about I got two minutes and 30 seconds left. I'm looking at the clock. All right. He's running for Senate. And if you don't like, look me over. If you don't like me, vote for the other Biden. I think he was trying to say guy. But he said Biden. And he yeah, said he, Senate. He did say Senate. That I heard. So, as everyone... This is funny because as everyone was dropping out of the race, Joe Biden actually dropped out too and endorsed Joe Biden. He didn't it's, get the it's message.
2: The most, it's, it's
1: the boldest political move <laughs> that anyone has
2: ever seen. They <laughs> dropped out of the race only to endorse Joe themselves. Biden. <laughs> so... Yes, I've decided today that I'm going to drop out of this race, but I know a great man. Joe Biden. His name is Joe Biden. And that happens to be my name, too.
1: And everybody's going, no, 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 you're not the one that's supposed to drop out. So, once again, poor Bernie has realized that he can never compete against the producers of the show, who toy with him and his fans until things get serious before pulling the plug. And the producers know... That all the fans of the other actors will just continue to buy tickets and cheer the new leading man, while they quietly shake their heads, muttering, "Oh well, we hate the play down the street so much, we'll accept anything."
2: You know, I was watching um, Bill Maher last night, and he had on uh, a New York Times columnist. He had on uh, Scaramucci, who used to be. Like he was Trump's press secretary for like a, a day. Right. Like it was. Then he had on an actor who's on the show Succession as well.
1: Oh, so that makes him an expert. <laughs> well,
2: is it? no, no, but it was it was interesting though, because okay. they they were all talking about the different like the the actor that was from Succession is from Ireland. So right. he has an interesting perspective of what he believes of American politics. And it was interesting because Scaramucci made the comment that Michael Bloomberg is out there. And Mallory made the comment that he's out there willing to fund whoever the Democratic candidate will be, you know, willing to to shell out cash. And if it's Bernie, he probably won't he won't accept the cash. But if it's Biden, you know, he will. And it's a case of like, you know, you can't do that. If you're on the Democratic side, you can't have money thrown your way. And not accept it because you want to be different. You don't want to take money from PACs. I mean, if you're if you're Bernie, that could be the difference right now. If if Bloomberg comes, he obviously endorsed Biden, but if Bernie does get the nomination, it could be the difference. He can't get the
1: nomination. It's fixed. I told you that before. He cannot get the nomination because they've got Plan B. If people do vote for him and he starts winning some more primaries, see, but I think that might happen next because of Elizabeth he, Warren dropping out but she hasn't endorsed anybody and and here's the bottom line the super delegates are still there john i know they are i know and the super delegates we'll get into super delegates i'm gonna talk we'll talk about that but this is almost like weekend at bernie's the movie all his supporters are partying carrying on as if he can win not knowing that he's been dead all along he can't win he couldn't win last time. He's not going to win this time. They're not going to allow him to win. I told you that. They you all that. pulled out. Listen to who, I mean, O'Rourke. Right. Um, Yeah, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Your favorite guy, Buttigieg. Yeah, I like Buttigieg a lot. All right, but they all pulled out before Super Tuesday. And they all endorsed Biden. You think that was, and, and also, on right before Super Tuesday, right before, Harry Reid came out for Joe Biden, Susan Rice came out before, for Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Alyssa Milano, Senator Ed Kennedy, or Ted Kennedy's wife, they all came out right before Super Tuesday. You think this wasn't planned? Well, there is
2: also the feeling from a lot of Democrats that, I mean, obviously Bernie's supporters believe that he could win, but a lot of people believe that if he was nominated that he couldn't beat Trump but, because, of, because of the policies that he stands for.
1: But doesn't he have a right to run in a fair primary and let the people decide? A lot of people yeah, thought I mean, a lot of people thought first of all that a lot of people thought that Donald Trump could not win the primary it was impossible they also thought he could never win the election he could never beat Hillary Clinton a lot of people felt that way shouldn't the democrats allow the process to continue fairly without Pulling the rug out of Bernie out from under Bernie Sanders every time.
2: Well, a couple things. I mean, obviously, voters did decide the other night. They did vote for Biden. There were a lot of voters that came out, but but I will say this too: the youthful vote still did not get out. That was reported. The vote that would be in Bernie's favor, meaning kids my age, still did not get out and vote. It was a small number.
1: Maybe they became discouraged. Think about think about where those think about where Super Tuesday would have gone had everybody stayed in the race one more day. One more day. Think about it. Where would the where would this have gone had Buttigieg, Klobuchar, O'Rourke, Bloomberg? Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely believe that that obviously took votes away from Bernie and gave them to Biden. I do believe that. But I also think that even though Warren hasn't endorsed Bernie, that her pulling out is going to give votes to Bernie. I believe in the next primary, Bernie could win a number of states. I really do. Because I think a lot of those people, a lot of those people that voted that way are going to switch and vote, vote to Bernie now. It's down to two people. I mean, and... and I don't know necessarily once the superdelegates and things get involved that it's going to go that way, but I do think Bernie has a chance in it. I really do. But ultimately it comes down to the votes. And the votes the other night, you know, I mean, Biden won. He did. He took a lot of states. People voted, and and they voted pretty much in his favor. You know, plus it was it was interesting. I was watching coverage of it the other night, and I mean, the states that he won, a lot of people said he continues to get the black vote. Yeah. Which is big. And, and I think he will carry that. Yeah. So, you know, it comes down to one thing. People that are younger, if they want Bernie, because that's Bernie's support base is younger people. Right. I mean, people that are my age and probably to about like 40 years old, that's the biggest support base that he has. Those people need to get out and vote, Joe.
1: Yeah. If they want him to win. That's but, what it comes down to. Yeah. But I don't We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about super delegates. But I wanted to tell you, John, there's a new dip drinking game that comes out, that has come out. By the way, new drinking game. Every time Bernie Sanders mentions free stuff, you chug someone else's
0: beer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Now back to the week that was with Joe Palmisano. All right.
1: Now, I want to talk about superdelegates, and here's how this worked. The Democratic Party was losing elections. People were winning the nomination uh, that the power of the Democratic Party didn't want in light of losses like Jimmy Carter losing to Ronald Reagan, Democrats decided they needed super delegates. Now, here's how this works. They needed to be able to control who they had nominated. Each season, 4,700 delegates are selected on the Democratic side. Then the superdelegates, who make up 15% of the delegates, are allowed to support any candidate they choose and are also able to switch who they support at any time in an actual nomination period. Now, they can be major elected officials, like members of the House of Representatives, former current presidents or vice presidents, senators, members of the Democratic National Committee, in essence, superdelegates can completely change the results of a nominating process and override primary results. This is specific to the Democratic Party because the Republican Party they, use, they don't use superdelegates in the same way. Superdelegates from the Republican National Committee represent less than 7% of the total Republican delegates and are strictly held to reflecting the will of the voters. So that's how it works. Now, this year, there is talk that's there are 771 superdelegates. They can override, even if Bernie Sanders wins the popular vote and is, say, 200 away from winning the, the nomination, garnering what he needs to get the nomination. They could come in at the last second, swoop in, and give 771 super delegate votes to joe biden in this case any any de- any nominee has to secure 1991 regular delegates at least to win the democratic party's presidential nomination 1991 if they if if bernie sanders wins 1991 Out of the primaries, he is a lock. But if he's not, the 771 superdelegates will sway the nomination. So when you look at this, John, that's plan B of the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders would have to win an overwhelming amount. If he loses Michigan, it's over.
2: As I was saying to you through the break, I really believe that a lot depends on if his base comes out, meaning the younger vote, because it didn't the other night. It really did not. And then two, if whatever happens with, with Warren's base, and if she decides to endorse someone, which you don't think she will, I, I don't know what I think she's going to do. I think she's waiting some time here to figure out how she wants to approach it. And if she decide that's the thing that could get interesting. If she decides to endorse Bernie,
1: she won't. But if she did, yeah. Then things could get really interesting. No. Because he would still have to get 1991 before the superdelegates has a, have a chance to overrule him and overrule the people of the primaries, the voters. That's how That's how the game is rigged. And the superdelegates will come out in favor of Joe Biden. Guaranteed. Stay tuned. The week that was will continue
0: right after this. Now back to the week that was with Joe Palmisano. You did it. The entire
1: Rat Pack, no, Joey Bishop's not in there, or Peter Lawford. Nobody keeps track of what Joey Bishop and Peter <laughs>
2: Lawford were doing.
1: <laughs> That's so true. If Joey you Bishop was pretty funny, though.
2: If you weren't Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, and Dean Martin, nobody gave a crap about you.
1: <laughs> I'm just hanging
2: out. Seriously, you were just there with a cigarette in your yeah. hand and they were
1: like, Oh, we brought Joey and Peter along. <laughs> and they really don't do anything. Oh. But Peter Lawford had the connection to the Kennedys, though. That was key. Yeah, it was key. That was key. I, I wanted to get into this, John. Here's here's the here's the delegate count right now. Joe Biden has five hundred and six mm-hmm. from the after after Super Tuesday. Sanders has 455. They're very close. They are. In spite of that, but now you throw in 771 votes, delegates, suddenly Biden has a commanding lead, and he's almost to 1991. That's the problem. But here's the bigger question. No matter who wins this election, The presidential election. The new president would be the oldest president ever to give an inaugural address in American history. If it's either um... Biden, Sanders, or Trump. Be the oldest president ever to give an inaugural address. Why, aside from Barack Obama, President Obama, why is it always old white guys?
2: Why does this always happen? It's a great question. It's something that, as you look at it, because the the Democratic field this time was so diverse, diverse that you had you had Kamala Harris, you had Cory Booker, you had Julian Castro, you had Amy Klobuchar, you had Tulsi Gabbard, you had Elizabeth Warren. I you, mean, it you was you had the
1: first. Openly gay man. Pete
2: Buttigieg. You know, you had all these opportunities.
1: And you get the old Yeah and then it ends
2: up that you're gonna have to pick between two old guys. Three. Yeah, well, three. I mean the only remaining person technically is Tulsi Gabbard, but she's she's way out of it. Yeah. But I mean again, it, it just it raises the question how it continues to happen and how in a world where we want so much diversity, we want younger, we want things like that, why do we keep ending up at this status quo every single time?
1: Is it because we really don't have a choice? I think we do. I just think that
2: I... I, It's what I told you. I don't think people are voting still. Well, they better vote pretty quick. I, I think the numbers are still down.
1: I think people are realizing that it's a stacked deck. I think they're realizing this isn't going to happen.
2: So you're thinking that's why people that are maybe Bernie supporters didn't come out.
1: yeah, hmm. maybe because they realize this is what's happening i mean when when the day when the when the couple days and the day before the primary. Everybody drops out and endorses Joe Biden. Didn't you think something stinks at that point? Me personally? Yeah. I don't know. Did I mean, you even think that? Why are they dropping out now? No, I mean, it really didn't.
2: The one the one person that I was really surprised dropped out was Buttigieg. Because cause I thought he was he was carrying a nice campaign still through to Super Tuesday. And I would have been interested to see what he would have done on Super Tuesday, because he's like the exact opposite of what all three of these guys are. He's yep. young. He's gay. He's he's different. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, he...
1: but but someone got in his ear. You can't win this. Yeah, that did that that move
2: did confuse me. Yeah, I understood why Warren dropped out after Super Tuesday because she finished third in her own state, which was not a good showing for her. And I was honestly surprised that she didn't do a little bit better in certain states. I was. Yeah, and I mean i I thought Bloomberg. I, I don't.
1: Bloomberg spent twenty. 20- Five million dollars in ads, only to drop out. I know. I didn't make this guy must have. I can't even imagine that he just has. But that's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier:
2: is that whoever, if it's if it's not Bernie, which you know a lot of people don't think it's going to be, but if it ends up being Biden, Bloomberg has already kind of made it clear that he's going to shell out as much cash as as Biden needs
1: to. To win the thing, yeah, and 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 there's the Koch brothers and everybody else that's yeah. going to do the same thing. I mean, it's crazy. There's too much money involved, but I mean, I th- I think probably, yeah. I, I you know, it's our aging population. It's the fact that these guys can run. They've already made their money. Um,
2: well, and and it, it is puzzling that in this year when there has been so much talk of wanting to find something that's the opposite of Trump that's like different from what he is, that the Democrats are ending up with two guys that are just old and, and they are what they are. Yeah. Like, I mean, you when you had, as we said, when you had this diverse field that you could have chosen from, you had so many options. And some of it goes to delegates and who is being supported and and who's not being supported by the party itself but as i've said if if it's really you mentioned the aging population that aging population is still voting that's the thing the up-and-coming population meaning my generation like i'll vote and everyone else i know votes but there's a lot of people that talk a big game
1: and then don't get out and vote joe but i know you and i know you'll hold your nose and vote for joe biden I don't know. He's not the man you wanted.
2: Well, you're saying in the when it comes to the presidential election? Yes. Well, yeah, of course he's not the guy I wanted. Right. I mean, I was between probably Warren or Buttigieg of somebody that I wanted. Right. I mean, so yeah, my my person's out of it. Yeah. I mean, but I also know now that the way that I'm thinking is, the way I believe is that you vote to get trump out of office that's my belief right now
1: yeah i get it and that's not very good that's not a very good reason but that's where we're at in this country and that's why we need more parties the two-party system for the most part is rigged
2: it is could you ever see a world where a third-party candidate would come up and win?
1: I think if Barack Obama had run as a third party, I think Barack Obama could have won. The problem
2: if is Barack Obama went, ran as a third party this year; he could win.
1: Yeah, but here's the here's the problem: the money, the money, is in the two parties, and it's hard to buck them, and so we're stuck with this these two-party system that is essentially rigged to give us the candidates that we that are the, the first time it didn't work like that was was Donald Trump first time because Jeb Bush was a shoe in that's who everybody wanted another Bush and people said enough that's why well, I'm shocked that Bernie Sanders, but he but the democratic side is too
2: yeah, but i it's too rigged, but I also think this i I think that Biden's name is still carrying a strong, strong support, despite what he might say, despite how he might sound, despite the way he might look about things and the fact that he has had moments where he's looked old, the fact that he was Obama's vice president for eight years is still carrying a lot of weight with a lot well, of people. And,
1: and and you go back, I go back a lot further. Joe Biden has been an excellent senator. He's been, I, I like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the kind of guy that is going to say exactly what's on. I would have no problem with Joe Biden being president of the United States. Nothing. And I'm not even talking about that, though. I'm talking about the fact that Joe Biden the Democratic Party brought him back from the abyss and made him their front runner, And it was always going to be the case. That is my, and now we're stuck with the same type of candidates we always end up with. Well, and I will say this. I, I'm hearing a lot of,
2: from a lot of people that I know, that again, and this was the same thing I heard in 2016, and and I think it's different this time because of the way that the last 4 years have gone but I, a lot of people i know are saying it's again going to be the lesser of two evils and and i don't i don't like that I, I i didn't like it in 2016 yeah i i begrudgingly voted for who i voted for didn't want to vote for her wanted to vote for bernie at that time yeah. but you know didn't get that choice yeah didn't get that chance
1: yep that's exactly you said it and we'll end it with that that is that is very profound Stay tuned. we'll be back. The contest is coming up. Stay tuned. Uh, you know I I doubt. Oh God look at these lights. John, they know. they blew up. They blew up. People want this. I forget what our content. what a Tadmore shrine. Tadmore Shrine Circus at the Canton Civic Center. March 21st is a $68 value. Who do I go to, John? 1 you, 2 3. You make the pick. 3. Three. 3. What's your name, please? Hello. Hello, yeah, Joe. Yes, how are you? I'm doing great. You? Good. Who is this? This would be Paul. Paul. How are how's life, Paul? life, life is good. I'm glad to hear that. Did you get the answers? Yes, I did. All right, here we go. In Roman mythology, Veritas is the goddess of what? That would be truth. There you go. Very good. The Hershey Company, commonly known as Hershey, was founded in which U.S. state?
0: Pennsylvania.
1: Yes. Now, bear with me as I've travel down here, when used in the kitchen, sodium bicarbonate is more commonly known as what?
0: Baking soda.
1: You have won. You are brilliant. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: So what we're going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. now. I- patiently wait. Yeah, because John is filling in. John is not only talking today and doing sports. But actually, running the board because Stephen's off. So, if you could patiently hold until the end of the show, Paul, I made us breakfast too. So,
2: all right, I'll be I'll be hanging on for sure. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will get it, and then you could come in and pick it up. This is a, a, a great gift. Fam, you, you already got the four people picked out, Paul. Oh yeah, I got some grand granddaughters. All right, great, wonderful. And you could come in this week and pick up your tickets, and they'll be waiting for you after we get all the information. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Thank you. Too. you. All right, I, I didn't hang up on him like I did last week when I hung up on. We change the clocks forward tonight at midnight or tomorrow morning, whichever you would prefer. Um. You should also, there's other things that go into tonight. Change of batteries in your smoke alarm. It's idea to do that. Restock your emergency kit. I don't even have an emergency kit. Do you have an emergency kit at home, John? No. I don't think so. I don't either. So it says, who? Who who carries an emergency kit? Who? I don't know. I just, I guess, clean out your fridge and your pantry and your medicine cabinet. I'm not doing all this stuff. Flip your mattress.
2: I'm afraid to flip my mattress. <laughs> I
1: know. I, know. I know. I'm afraid. I, I I'm not to flip my. Mattress. I'm not doing
2: all that. Somebody wants to flip my. They can come and flip my mattress for me.
1: <laughs> hey, flip my mattress. Sounds like something you say yeah, sounds derogatory. Sounds like a really bad like insult to somebody. <laughs> Just,
2: hey, yeah. hey, why don't you flip my mattress? <laughs>
1: Yeah, hot dog champ, Joey Chestnut. Now, this guy, this guy has become famous for eating. He's a professional eater who won Nathan's hot dog eating contest 12 times, has branched out to show his eating skills. Chestnut on Thursday captured a new world record by scarfing down 32 McDonald's Big Macs, 32 in less than an hour. As he chowed down on the burgers, totaled more than, these, these totaled more than 15 pounds. He ate 15 pounds of food in less than an hour. This is, it's stupid. I ate five Big Macs one time. (laughs) I swear. I was I came, and I wasn't, I wasn't high or anything. I came out of, we went to Kent. I was starving as a young man. Probably drank too much. We stopped at McDonald's. I ate five Big Macs. A milkshake and fries, five Big Macs. This guy ate thirty-two in an hour. That's sickening. How much time do we have, John? You know they want to pay. You know Tony Romo's going to make what? Ten million dollars. Why'd you do that? He's trying to play your show clothes. Why? Buckeyes football. Well, just go ahead and do that. Buckeyes football.
2: Well, that is not your show clothes anymore.
1: What's the right. wrong one here? Well, don't worry about it. So, uh Don't yeah, worry about we're it. We're gonna be creative. You know, today. we'll just sing it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's the kind. We're thing. gonna
2: be creative today with your show clothes.
1: How about ESPN is willing to pay Peyton Manning twenty million dollars per year to be the analyst? Is it time to go? It is. You have
2: like 30 seconds, basically.
1: Well, in that case, I will just say congratulations to Paul. Still hold. John Bazika, thank you for talking, making coffee, uh, doing sports, running the board. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jones. It was a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. J. David Rest for bringing us the latest in the news. Thank you. Uh, And thank you for tuning in again. Have a great week, everybody. Make something great happen this week. I will talk to you next Saturday.